Welcome to the Raise Your Energy podcast. My name is Linda Lange and I'm your host. Week after week, I create a new episode to help fellow humans to see another perspective on life. My mission is to do everything I can and share everything I know and my self-experience to help open their eyes to another way of living. I want every soul that I somehow have the privilege to speak to with my content and my programs to wake up from being a victim in their lives to becoming the creators of their lives. Through this episode, you will realize if you are living your life in survival or in creation. It's all about a balance between these two. And let me tell you, you want to know if you spend most of your day in survival versus creation. And I will tell you why in a minute. And if you realize that you do spend too much of your life in survival, I will share with you my top five tools for you to move from surviving to thriving. So let's begin. So how do you know if you're living in survival versus creation? If you take a second now to reflect, I'm sure you can think about an example where you knew you were in a state of survival, a situation where you were deeply stressed, in panic even maybe, and all of your systems were focused on surviving that moment. Can you think of one? Great. So reflect next on an example where you knew you were in a state of creation. You were completely in the flow, in the zone, fully enjoying your life and experiencing the beauty of the moment. Does something come to your mind? Fantastic. That was already a brief introduction to what it means to live in survival versus creation. But let's make it very clear for you today so you can assess every time you move into awareness if you are currently in survival or if you're in creation. Living in survival means living in stress. And living in stress means you are knocked out of balance. When you are stressed, the fight and flight part of the nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, is activated. In comparison to that, living in creation means therefore being in balance. And when you're balanced, the restoration and the recovery part of the nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, is activated. When we are in survival, we don't perform well. And the reason is that we are out of balance. Our brain is not firing coherently. Our nervous system is not aligned and our resources, aka our energy, is being used for some perceived threat or danger instead of being used to tackle work or come up with a solution to a problem or just have a great idea. All of this is not possible when we are living in survival. We don't communicate well when we are in survival and we cannot be creative or listen to our intuition because it's just not a time to create. It's a time to run, hide or fight. 
When we are in creation, we have access to our intuition, to our inner guidance, to our higher self, because we are physically, mentally and spiritually fully in balance. And when we're living in creation mode, the body can actually restore itself. And in this state of being, we can use creativity, we can use imagination, we can see solutions to problems that we cannot see when we are in survival. So now that you know a little bit more about these two states, let me share with you that we are actually living 70% of our waking time in survival by default. I know that sounds crazy, but it's a fact. <laughs> That's just how we are wired and created for the purpose of surviving. This is due to the inner survivor system that we have that helped us tremendously hundreds and thousands of years, for example, for running away from a lion. But now the lion might just be your coworker or your mother-in-law. So the system is still in us, but we're using it unknowingly for the wrong reasons. So assume that you are a totally normal person that is generally well-balanced in all areas of your life. Still, more than half of your thoughts are negative just because of our survival system. And even when I asked people at the beginning of my training programs, they would say that they're rather in survival 90 or 95% of their time. And I can attest to that. Before I accepted that I was burned out, looking back now at my old self, I can confirm that I was in survival mode for most of my day. And I know as well that this had a huge impact on my performance at work. Obviously, I can see that now looking back at my old self. Of course, I did not realize that when I was stuck in the middle of surviving, right? And maybe what I'm just describing to you sounds like you too. You might just not realize that you are constantly in survival mode, as this has become just your new normal. So how can I help you to find out where you spent most of your day in, in survival or in creation? If you have not already been able to make a really good assessment based on the descriptions that I've just been giving you, I want to provide you with another opportunity to assess for yourself. I will give you a few examples of typical things people say when they are in either of those states of beings. And these are always really good indicators for my students to identify in which mode they spend most of their day. So typical things that people say when they are living in survival are, hopefully today no additional issues show up. And you say something like that or think something like that when your goal is to avoid having a terrible day. It's when having a great day isn't even really an option or hardly ever happens to you anymore. Make sense? Another thing people say in that state is, oh, this is too risky. I cannot make this mistake or I cannot make a mistake at all or I have to win this. These are things that you say from a state of survival. Everything matters far too much but from an unhealthy, from an unbalanced state of mind. 
Next example is, I am juggling all of these problems and hopefully none of these plates that I keep spinning are falling down. This is something you say when you are in constant reaction. You are so stressed that you cannot be proactive, but just reactive. So you keep bouncing from one reaction to another one to another one, never being able to slow down and see the bigger picture. Another thing people say when they're quite often spending a lot of their day in survival mode is, I'm tired or I feel exhausted. When will I be able to relax and recover? And if you catch yourself using these phrases daily or even several times per day, then you are in survival. You might even have disrupted sleep patterns. You are exhausted sometimes even just getting up in the morning and you have no energy to do much in your free time or things that you actually would like to do. You try to use all of your willpower even to relax when you have the opportunity, but you never really fully recover or feel refreshed the next day. That is all a sign of spending most of your day, a big part of your day, in survival. Another good example is if you say something like, if I want to get it all done, or if I want to get it done well, I better do it myself. If you have this kind of thought, you are taking too much on your plate and you're stressing your systems. You overload yourself with responsibilities and tasks and you shy away from delegation. And of course, behind that are various reasons, one of them probably being perfectionism. But this is a clear message that you are in survival and you cannot see another solution. And my last example in that survival mode is, I have no time, maybe later. Oh, I would love to do that, but when I have more time, then I'm going to do it. I promise. These are all typical messages I actually hear from people who love to work with me or learn how to change, living constantly in survival but they just don't see that they are in this self-fulfilling prophecy. They are stuck in this loop. And if not now, when? There is no other time than now. Your life is actually going to look exactly the same in, let's say, three months' time, or maybe even worse than it is now, because how can it be any different if you don't change something on your inside that would move you out of that survival mode? Do you see that? So I hope these examples helped you to get a better picture of what it means to live in survival. So let's have a look at living in creation. So typical things that people say when they are living in creation are, I have all the time in the world. This is the right time. This is my time. Do you see that there is no urgency or a feeling of lack of time? And when things come to you, when you're in that state or in that mindset, then you see it as the right time, as being part of the flow of life. And you are more prone to saying yes to opportunities that are coming your way. Another thing that people say that are more living in creation is, my work is what brings me joy. 
and I work in my genius zone. People that are well-practiced in living in creation will focus on staying in the zone, in the flow. And you are in the zone when you feel joy in what you do or a sense of doing your best. And that brings with it as well saying no to tasks or projects or responsibilities that are not in alignment with your talents or your passion. And therefore, you might as well be much better in delegating effectively those responsibilities that are just not in alignment with you. And the funny thing is that people with that kind of mindset will actually see and find more opportunities to delegate that they would never consider or see when they would be stuck in survival. Another thing that people say in this state of mind is I manage my energy levels well and they let me live the life of my dreams. When you practice living more in creation, you have a good sense of managing your energy. You choose tasks at the right time for your energy levels. You choose tasks that even give you more energy, aka what we just talked about, doing tasks that bring you joy or in your genius zone. That are tasks that bring you more energy than cost you energy. But even if you complete tasks that take a lot of your energy, you do them at the right time. So you still have energy left and you're not completely exhausted. So all in all, you are very aligned with the flow of life and with the flow of your own energy. And yes, you still feel tired at the end of a full day. That is very normal. That is very natural. And that's how you want to feel before you're ready to go to bed. But it's not exhaustion that comes maybe at the wrong time or during your day or early evening when you still have hours of spending your free time maybe on things that you would rather want to do with your time. And then the last example I have in this category is I don't see problems. I just see opportunities to learn and grow from this. I know, I know, I know. By now, you might tell me, Linda, this all sounds all too good to be true. And sure, do I still sometimes classify something as a problem? Yes, of course. But a few seconds or latest minutes later, I will say, Linda, come on, change your perspective. This is just not useful to think about it like that and being stuck in survival. So what I do now is I use the tools that I have at hand and I move myself over to creation and change my perspective on the situation. I will ask myself, what is this telling me? What am I supposed to learn from this? Or what is the solution that I just haven't seen yet? And that's how I move from that animal instinct fight and flight mode into a restorative and recovery mode where insights and solutions are actually coming seamlessly and easily to me. So I hope these descriptions of typical survival and creation thoughts helped you to understand better where you spend a lot of your day in, in surviving or in thriving. And just to clarify, 
There is nothing wrong with having our fight and flight nervous system. It actually cares about our survival and it's an important part of being human. But we are not built to live in constant stress. We are built to have short-term stress responses, kind of bursts of stress when we need it, and then move back into balance and restoration to recover from that stress response. But a lot of people these days don't know anymore how to turn off the stress response. And living in stress becomes their new normal. They don't even realize anymore that they're spent 90, 95%, even 98 or 99% of their day in stress, in survival. And sadly, that takes a toll, not just on your day-to-day -day state of being, on your energy levels, or your performance, but over time as well on your health. We all know by now that stress or a stress-filled lifestyle is what brings about most of our diseases. So what can we do to move out of survival and spend more time in creation? Here are my top five tools that I use to live my life much more in creation and move instantly from survival into creation when I need to. One of my favorite sayings is a Zen proverb, and that goes something like that. If you don't have time to meditate for an hour every day, you should meditate for two hours. <laughs> I know it sounds a little bit crazy, but if you think about it, it makes sense. If you're feeling so stressed and so busy that you say, I cannot meditate at all, then that is a state of being where you actually need to meditate more than you actually wanted to do. Do you see that? So my biggest tool for moving myself out of survival into creation and for me to naturally spend more time in creation is, of course, meditation. A regular meditation practice means you are training yourself out of survival and into creation. And the more you train, the better you get at it, like with anything else in life. Meditation has helped me to distance myself from this overly chatting mind and to learn to quieten it when it's just not being useful. And I have many episodes in the Raise Your Energy podcast on the topic of meditation, if you want to learn more about it. My second tool is breathing. Our breath is something that we always have with us. It's not something we can forget at home. So how about using it? <laughs> Moving your focus on your breath and breathing for a couple of minutes consciously, just one or two minutes, moves you automatically from the fight and flight nervous system into the restore and recover part of the nervous system. And it only just takes one or two minutes. It's so easy, but it is so powerful. Tool number three is disrupting your pattern. So it's a pattern disruptor, which can be tapping or a verbal phrase or maybe even reminders, post-it notes around your house for you to check in with yourself. Disrupting a spiral of thoughts or a stressful feeling in your body is a win. <laughs> And it's a sign that you are weakening the program that got triggered in the first place. 
There are many different ways to disrupt patterns and programs that keep being triggered for the purpose of dismantling them once and for all. So check anything out, find yourself a good pattern disruptor to use for you to stop your thinking that is not being useful or any kind of feelings that you actually don't want to feel. Tool number four is journaling as the observer of yourself. This kind of journaling is not just about journaling about your day or what has been happening in your life lately, but it's moving into the observer role in your life and writing down from that perspective. It is very powerful to move into that third person and write about what you observe about the person you're observing, obviously yourself. We are always much better at giving advice to others than to ourselves. So writing from that observer role is invaluable to get insights and for you to see something that you would normally not be able to see in yourself. I promise you that. Give it a go. And tool number five that I want to give you today is having a vision. It's so important for us to have a vision in our lives. If you are not working towards something in your life, something that you would like to achieve or have more of in your life or have even less of in your life, then life itself takes over and you feel like you're just being a bystander or that everything is just happening to you. Our purpose in life is to experience, to expand and to grow. And that means you want to have a vision in your life, something you move towards. Otherwise, you will feel like you're constantly on a boat in choppy waters being thrown around by chance and by fate. I'm asking you now to pick just one of these five tools and try it out for the next 30 days, just once per day. So you either choose meditation or breathing or a pattern disruptor or journaling as the observer in your life or for you to create a really strong vision. You will see a huge improvement in your life in comparison to where you are now. And then because you experience the proof of that these tools work and make you feel better, you will not want to end. Why would you want to end the sensation of feeling better in your life, right? So then try out another one of these tools that I just shared with you. And all of these tools that I just shared with you are tools that I teach in the Change Your Mind, Create New Results program. So why not learn it all just in one weekend and be set up for life? I learned some of these things over the course of a year or maybe even 18 months, but still it helped me already to turn myself into a version that knows that I will never burn out again or be stuck in survival for too much of my daytime. So Where do you think you could be in just 30 days if you learn all of this in just one weekend and then get even the support from me to apply it straight away into your life? I personally would have loved to have this come into my life, but there was a different path meant for me. Fair enough. <laughs> so if you are someone that always wants the best for the people in your life, and that includes yourself, 
then this is your message to sign up for this program and accelerate the changes in your life that you so desire. Okay, that's it for today. I would love to get your feedback on this episode. So leave me a rating or review and let me know what you think about this episode. I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And with that, I love you and leave you. Talk soon and bye-bye.